0: How should we be praying for our children? That's the question of today's podcast, and it's a question that I had to come and find an answer for in a very hard and difficult season in our family's life. I can't wait for you to join me today. Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at The Kitchen Table. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. This week, we're going to be talking about how should I be praying for my child? What does it look like to pray very specific things over the life of my child, over a long period of time? When we were going through an incredibly hard year, these are the questions that God began to not only prod me to think about, but begin to seek answers on. You see, I've already shared in a different podcast episode that I began to believe lies about my motherhood and about parenting my children and honestly about God, because I was believing that my behavior, my prayer life specifically, was poor. And that was why my kids were all struggling at the same time. I don't know if you've ever had a season of your life where that is what it feels like, but just in this very short snippet, that is a straight up lie from an enemy who wants nothing more than to discourage you and honestly to just make you want to quit. But in that season... When I began to really look at prayer and say, Lord, what is it that you call me to be as a mother for my children? What kind of a prayer pattern do I need to be having in my life? And how can I line that up with your word? There were specific things that began to emerge. And honestly, I have put it together for you in a warrior mama's prayers journal that I have put out there and have published. I want you to understand that I discovered a beautiful rhythm for my days of praying for my children. Part of that comes because I have eight kids and praying all the things all the time for all my children felt really huge. It felt really hard. And instead, what the Holy Spirit began to teach me through His Word was this was something that He delighted in showing us patterns of and showing us a way to have a rhythm in. And the design of this prayer journal book for you and for me, because I use it, is to have a rhythm that we walk through with the Lord day after day of praying for our kids. But what are the things we should be praying Well, this week, I want to look at two of them. I want to look at what we do in the first week of every month in the prayer journal, which is we're going to be praying that the gospel bears fruit in our children's lives. We are praying that the gospel becomes alive to them in a language that we're speaking into them, that they can speak out to their friends that they are speaking and talking about with us in our home, that the gospel like comes alive for them and begins to bear fruit in their life from a very early age. And we're praying that by anchoring it to promises in God's word, to truths that he writes that we can know, that we can be assured of, that that is his heartbeat. We are claiming those things over our children's lives. So that's the first thing that I learned I needed to be praying You see, for many years, I was praying lots of, God, please help my kids come to know you prayers. God, please help my children know who Jesus is. Help them see that they have sinned. Help them understand that the only way, the only way to walk happily, to walk at peace and at rest is to know you. But that's about as far as my prayers went. I didn't understand the fullness of actually praying God's word to God, the power that we can stand in, which is not our own. The power is Jesus. It's his power. But we get to stand there before the King of Kings, before his throne of grace, and we can confidently pray his word over the life of of our child. So in this first week, when we look at this prayer journal, what we are praying is we are praying for God to intersect our children's lives in powerful and meaningful ways and call them to himself because they recognize their need for a Savior. You know, the, the long and short of walking as a mother believing the gospel is, number one, you're not responsible and you will not be able to save your child. You you are not responsible for their salvation. So if you need me to say that again, it is not up to you to coax and prod and just beg and manipulate your child to pray a certain prayer so that they can be saved. That is not what walking as a gospel-loving mother Is That is Holy Spirit work in the life of your child. The Holy Spirit is who opens their eyes to their need for a Savior. The Holy Spirit is who will open their heart with love and affection for Jesus. It is a God work in your child's life. But you and I get to come alongside of God in this. We create an environment where they're hearing the truth of the gospel every day where looking and seeing Jesus at work and seeing the love of God displayed over their lives becomes part of our everyday language it becomes normal for them they are seeing God in their life and in that we're creating an environment where their heart is turned in that direction where we're guarding maybe what they see, what they hear regarding the truths versus the lies that are coming into our home. Like that is our role. You and I are protectors and you and I do create environments. And then thirdly, you and I pray. We are prayer warriors on behalf of our children. And so we intercede right here because what we want is we desperately want our kids to know who Jesus is and to love him. If I could tell you one of the biggest prayers I've prayed from the very beginning, the time I held that first little baby in my arms, I pray, Lord Jesus, let this child love you way more than I've ever experienced loving you. And that's a great prayer. It's a beautiful prayer to pray. It is a heartbeat of somebody who knows how awesome it is to follow Jesus right? But we can stand in the hope of the gospel, in the word of God for the life of our child. And that is even more powerful than praying even that they would love Jesus. What do we want them to begin to understand about the gospel? What does that even mean? If I say that, you may be saying, Bethany, I don't I don't even understand what that means. Well, first of all, in God, in this prayer journal book, we break that down over seven days for you. So that every day for seven days, you're praying a little facet of the gospel for your child anchored in God's word. And then month after month, on that day of the month, you return to that concept and you pray it again. And what I promise you'll begin to see is you'll begin to see God moving in that area and it will stir you on to keep praying these prayers. But what we're praying is is we want them to understand there are four concepts, four big parts of the gospel. You'll hear it be talked about of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. I oftentimes with my children will break it down into who is God So that encompasses all of the creation story. Who is God and where's God at work? And then we talk about who is man. That encompasses all of the fall, all of our sin, all of our struggling, all of our never being able to measure up. And then we talk about who is Jesus. And that encompasses all of the redemption story, everything that Jesus has done, every part of him coming to earth, walking among us, dying on the cross for our sins. This is all part of the redemption story, that third part of the gospel. And then the fourth question I like to talk about with my kids is, what does that mean for me now and forever? That's a restoration. So what does it mean that Jesus died for me and I... Am saved now and I am his daughter, his son. Like, what does that change in me? What does that mean in terms of spirit activity in me? What does that mean in terms of kingdom activity? That's that fourth piece of the gospel. And so for with my children, I typically break it down into four questions that I'm always having conversations about, and I'm always working into our conversations of like, you know, you're walking, you're going on a walk outside, and it's, you know, do you see God out here, right? We're talking about his creation. So we want our children to see him, to see him at work from creation to redemption because we want our children to come to a place of surrender. So when we begin to pray these prayers for our child, when we begin to, to say, God, help the gospel become real to them. What we are asking for is we're asking for the spirit of God to work in their hearts and their minds so that they stop believing the lie of this world that says your identity is found in your successes or your failures, in who you are, what you do, how you look, how you think, and instead begin to understand that they have been created for a purpose. And that is a relationship with God on high through Jesus Christ. And the spirit of God will be at work in them, giving them a kingdom purpose and helping them become more and more like Jesus. That's the gospel. So in that first week in this prayer journal that I have realized I needed to be praying for my children, I needed to find those truths in the word of God. So that instead of me just saying, God, help my child love and know you, which is a valid prayer. It's not a bad prayer at all. But to be able to say, God, help my child experience grace, like it says in 2 Peter 3.18, help them grow in the grace and knowledge of you, Lord Jesus, so that you will be glorified both now and to the day of eternity. See, when I stand in the promise of a word of God that says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity about you, when that becomes the prayer that I am praying, that's different. There is a power there. There is because it's not my words. They're God's words. This is his heartbeat for his people, that they would become like him. And so these are the prayers that I began to learn to pray and walk through. And then I could speak that out over the life of that child of saying, there's so much power, Mama, and saying to your child, do you know what I'm praying for you today? When they are just on the struggle bus that day with maybe behavior or a friendship that's going poorly or just discouragement or anger. It's saying, you know, I want you to know how much I love you. I want you to know, though, how much Jesus loves you because you know what? He wants you to grow in the grace and knowledge of who he is today, right here in the middle of this hurt, right here in the middle of this mess up. And I am praying that you will be growing and knowing him more. I am praying that you will be growing and understanding His grace to you that not only forgives and saves you, but gives you the power to walk out a faith walk in a world that's hard to walk it out in. You see that's what grace is, right? And so we and we speak that over our child in that moment and say, because ultimately, honey or ultimately, my son, your life is designed for God's glory. And I am praying. 2 Peter three eighteen over your life. I am praying 2 Corinthians 4, 4 over you. I am praying Titus 2, 11 through 14. And you can speak out God's word. Why? Because you've been praying it. You've been praying it month after month. And these scriptures, I promise you, they will become very familiar to you. That's the side bonus that I didn't understand when I created this journal, is that I was going to be more and more steeped in God's word. Because I'm praying it, I'm writing it, I'm thinking about it, and I want that for you, Mama. I want you to know God's word so that it spills out of you over your child's life, that you can speak his words of life over your child. And not just our, well, you should, you know, have a better attitude today, or you should know that your life will turn out great because God loves you. Those are they're fine truths. But there is far more power in telling our child, God designed you for his glory and he wants you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of who he is. That is a more powerful statement to a child seeking hope and seeking truth than saying, God loves you and he wants to help you today. Even though that's true. Do you see the difference there? We need to tease that apart, and we need to become much more warrior-like with our children. We are living in a culture where we have got to engage with the Word of God. So that was the, that's the first week in this prayer journal. That's the first thing that I pray for my children, is that they will understand and know what the gospel says for them, and it will draw them to Him that the Spirit will be at work and they will understand the gospel in every area of their life and they will root down in his truth because hardship and doubt are going to come and they need to stand firm on the word just like you are learning how to do. And so this is what we pray. We pray it week after week after week, month after month, that first week of every month. This is what we're praying for our child. And then the second thing that God began to say, Bethany, you have got to pray this over the lives of your children, is you need to be praying very purposefully and very specifically for their character. Their character. You see, if my child is growing in an understanding of who Jesus is, they've come to him perhaps as their savior, or they're still lost either way. I can be praying for their very character in that God would begin to be at work and begin to be stirring up that soil of their heart and planting in their seeds of righteousness and beginning to create in my saved child's life these fruit of the Spirit that grows up because of who Jesus is in their life. And so we need to pray for their character the honest truth of it is in that horrible, horrible year, I wasn't praying for my kids' character. I was just praying for us all to survive the year. And I'm not being facetious. Several of my children were very, very ill. But God began to say, Bethany, even, even here, intercede on their behalf for their heart because our hearts are deceitful. They will fool us all the time. But God's way is true. His path is clear. And we want to pray that our children begin to step inside of the path of following after Jesus, understanding their flesh, understanding where their flesh is going to mess up, repenting quickly, but also standing in the truth of what it means to be a righteous follower of Jesus in that area. And so God helped me to see, and I've only broken out seven for you, seven character concepts. I believe that if you do this and you have a child and you're like, none of these are what my kid struggles with, that you will, though, will be equipped to understand, to see, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and he will teach you, your child really struggles here, mama, and this is the scripture you need to claim over their lives, But for most of us, I believe that one or more of these sins are going to be struggles in a lot of our kids' lives. It's interesting, we call it sin tendencies in our family, and really what that means is each one of us has a personal struggle with our own sin nature. You do, I do, our husbands do, our kids do. Understanding that bondage of sin that is specific to me versus the bondage of sin that is specific to my child, will help me to walk alongside of my child and speak truth into my child. Because I understand, you know, they always do this behavior, but it is stemming from a heart belief, or they are listening to a lie that they consistently default and want to listen to. or and, and when I understand what lies beneath that behavior and I speak into that, the heart level of this sin area, and I can apply God's Word there, that's where heart change happens. So if I'm consistently with a child who, let's say, is, struggles with telling the truth, struggles with honesty, and maybe you have one of these in your home, and you just, you just know this kid's gonna lie, Like not just lie every once in a while randomly, but I mean like they're going to, they just lie. It's like they're knee jerk. They don't value being honest. It's no better, worse of a sin issue than the kid who is selfish, who never will share anything. But if you have more than one child in your house, what you've probably noticed is one child maybe is always selfish. All the arguments around that child spark over. Maybe they they don't want to share. They don't want someone touching their things. They don't, you know, they don't they don't like being second. They always want to be first. Like that's their concept. That is a big struggle for them. Lots of fussing and fighting there with that child. Another child maybe they just they want to be their own person, which means obedience is hard. And you know you have you have that whole tendency. Maybe you have the child who lies. So in our home, and since I have eight, I can share this story because I don't think you'll figure out which one it is, but I had one who just lied. And I knew that this child would lie. It didn't matter if it was just an innocuous question of, did you put jelly on your sandwich? For some reason, asking a question of this child gave a knee-jerk response of I probably there's a right and a wrong answer and I need to figure out which it is and I'm not gonna say what is the true answer. I'm just gonna try and figure out what I think you would want the right answer to be and I'll give you that. That was and honestly that was the underlying heartbeat for that child. That child had a really high level of desire of wanting to please and believed the lie that their identity was locked into whether or not they were pleasing. So that's the lie that lay underneath all this. So everything was viewed from this landscape of, oh my goodness, I hope I have the right answer. This is the right answer. I'm going to give this answer. And it didn't matter if it was true or not. It was just what they had decided was right to say. So literally, this child one day had lied about, no, I didn't. I did not put any jelly on, on my sandwich. And I knew that they had. And it wasn't a what trouble thing. It was like, really? We're gonna and in my head I was like, really? We're gonna this is what we're gonna have to discipline, is that you're gonna lie about this. And they held to it. Oh my goodness, they held to that. That they held to it so hard. Yes, that's they had not done any any jelly. None, 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 mommy, none. And walking that child back through to the truth and then helping that child understand the underlying lie that they were believing, which was that they could get, they could say the wrong answer and get in some sort of trouble, was huge. It was big. It was actually a big breakthrough day for us, I think. But praying about that, praying for that child's character was paramount, not that they would stop lying. That is not what I was praying for that child because that is not what is needed. We don't want to change the behavior. We want to change the heartbeat that lies underneath the behavior. We want to change the the perception, that lie that's wedged its way in. We are praying for that to shift with God's word. So we've broken this down for you where we are giving you psalms and proverbs and truths that you can stand on for your child. For instance, if they lie, that we are going to be praying instead that they will walk in truth. Each one of these this week is not broken down in, pray that my child doesn't lie. Pray that my child is not selfish. No, we are praying for the positive. We're praying that our children walk in truth. We're praying that our children walk in service to others. We're praying that our children walk in love. We're praying that our children walk deep in their faith, that they long to walk with other people in a way that is kind and uplifting because we are going to stand in the promises God has for our child. Praying for your children is not easy. But it can be a beautiful rhythm where you meet Jesus every day and then you begin to see God at work. You see, when I was praying for this child to walk in truth and I was standing in scriptures like, Lord Jesus, let integrity and uprightness preserve this child's heart. Let them learn to wait for you and have confidence in you. Not confidence in figuring out the truth, confidence in you. When I began to pray for that in that child's life and then began to see the changes that God was making where they would come back and integrity would have won out in that child's life and they would say to me, you know, I, I lied. I, I did have jelly on my sandwich and I don't know why I lied about that, but I, I worried that, I would have, that that was the wrong answer to have jelly, but I, I want to walk rightly. And I lied there. You see, there is a difference in that. That is an answer to this prayer that Lord Jesus may integrity and uprightness preserve this child. May they wait for you. May their heart long for you most. That comes from Psalm 25, 21. It is one of five scriptures that we have about walking in truth for you to pray over the life of your child. But every day for seven days, you will pray for different character qualities that that child may walk boldly, locked into the Holy Spirit's guidance and leadership. That's what we want. You know, Jesus said, if you love me, you will follow me. You will obey me. And if we really want our kids to love Jesus most, more than we've ever experienced, It really is about praying for their character, that they will connect their character to the Holy Spirit and desire to be like Jesus. And so we're praying that. I want you to know that I am praying for you. You can find a Warrior Mama's Prayer Journal at bethanykimsey.co, bethanykimsey.co. You can reach out to me here through the podcast. You can also find me on Instagram. Connect with me there. I love, love, love talking with y'all. I love hearing how this prayer journal is already changing lives. I have been able to hear from a lot of women about the fact that they are loving their time with the Lord. You know, this prayer journal is not designed to give you, take a lot of time. It's designed to give you really purposed and rhythmical time with Jesus. But what women are telling me is that then they're carrying it into their day That that prayer kind of begins to circle in their mind as they're going through their day, interacting with their children, looking at their children, watching their children play on the playground, one woman said to me. And I want you to know that that is the design, is that you would have an ongoing conversation with God on high, for He cares for you. He leans in and He listens closely to everything you have to say. Learn to pray His Word, Mama. Learn to stand confidently and strong on His Word. I look forward to talking to you next Wednesday. We'll be talking about the last two things that I learned I needed to pray over my kids that are included in a Warrior Mama's prayer journal. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other Warrior Mamas, I'll tell you that the, one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him? Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to sitting with you at the kitchen table again next week.